Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I am your host, Jeff Winkers. Uh, I am excited to bring this to you all and have a chance to kind of just spread um, some personal experience and and things that everybody can relate to, something that, um, whether it be on fitness, whether it be on food and nutrition, whether it be on mindset and and psychological things uh, and the aspects that make us healthier as individuals and help us thrive in our lives. And so um, a little bit about me for those of you um, who may be unfamiliar with me and uh, what I do. Um, So again, my name is Jeff Winkers. I have uh, been a personal trainer for almost four years now. uh, And I've had the opportunity in my community to transform and change and impact hundreds of lives just within my community and I'm excited to be able to spread that and hopefully help many more of you who who decide to subscribe and listen to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. So today guys, a little bit with that, uh, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science from the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Uh, I did an internship at Next Level sports performance which is located in Waukesha had the opportunity to train and work with um, some high-level professional athletes as well as collegiate athletes while my time with my time there and then from there I I did training personal training one-on-one at the YMCA here in La Crosse uh, Wisconsin Uh, I had up to seven clients at one point and was training a lot of group exercise classes before getting my uh, my position here uh, currently as a head trainer with burn boot camp but this is not just for those who are burn boot campers this is not just for people who are interested in fitness or who are already fit this is for everybody to help you guys really find your your drive your goals and and have the the will to to push to those goals and this episode, we are going to get really deep um, as I talk about some personal experience because really what I want to hit on in the first episode, this is probably the most underrated, uh, underestimated aspect of fitness, of health, and something that we don't talk about enough, and that is the mindset, the psychological side of your well-being. And it is something that is near and dear to my heart as I have a personal experience with depression, anxiety, anxiety. And uh, so I will get very, very deep, but um, I I also do this as a way for you guys to relate to me and 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 not be afraid to talk about it and not be able be afraid to go seek the maybe the assistance you might need to to push through and to overcome um, and live with the the psychological thing. So um, this is I, I credit my mindset and my my frame of mind due to my personal experience um when i was in college i actually grew up in my entire life with anxiety uh all as long as i can remember especially starting in fourth grade i had a classmate who 
unfortunately was diagnosed with leukemia and he unfortunately passed away and uh it was it was a friend of mine and it was somebody who you know as a fourth grader it was it was a hard thing to cope with and to understand and i was very irrational at that time thinking every single thing that happened to me uh was cancer that i was going to have it that i had it um and on you know for me uh, it was a lot of the panic attack i would i would have nights i would say for almost you know 6 months to a year where i did not sleep very well as a fourth grader i i would wake up my parents tell them how I couldn't sleep. My chest was tight. I was having anxiety, or I was—I thought I had cancer. Really, is what it was, uh, what I thought. But it was really anxiety. It was panic attacks, and I—I I was miserable. And but I didn't really understand what it was. Uh, I did go seek counseling at that time, and it, and it helped me. But I—I I still didn't have the full understanding of what it was that was happening to me. What was going on within my brain, and there's that kind of continued throughout life until you know I was probably a sophomore junior in high school when I finally kind of went out of it and I got a little more I would say outgoing but I was still a very shy kid I was still a very reserved kid I worried about everything um, just the little things uh, that that didn't matter and my anxiety played such a role I was a three-sport athlete that you know my enjoyment of certain sports even was not as enjoyable just because my nerves would give to me to the point where it was just anxiety i was constantly anxious especially my biggest one was during wrestling season it's a very you know it's an individual sport you're you're on your own it's one on one and uh that that was it was tough and it and it affected my life until I went to college in my freshman year of college, obviously big transition in anybody's life, going from living with you know family and, and having a lot of things provided to you to being on your own living in college dorms, um, having to be responsible basically for yourself 150%. And uh, by the time I got through my first semester, right at the end of my first semester in 2010, I, I hit the deepest uh, depth of of depression, of anxiety, of irrational thoughts, uh, and to the point where I would say they were almost OCD that I had ever had, and I I really had some very scary thoughts. I had gotten to the point for me, I just wanted to feel better, and I checked myself into behavior health, and I stayed there for two days, or at least two nights, um, for sure, and. They got me on, on medicine. They got me, you know, kind of grounded out, but I was still very anxious after that. I still had the thoughts, but I was still learning to control, I, and, and I was trying to control those things. But I will say that after that first experience, my mindset transformed from that. And I, for me, it was that experience that helped me transform my mindset into one where I knew I could not control everything. And I knew and I told myself, if I am going to worry about every little thing, I am not going to make it very long and I'm not going to achieve the things I want to achieve. I'm not going to have the family that I have now. I'm not going to have the career that I have now. If I continue to have these worries and I don't just kind of roll with the flow of things and not try to control it so much. And from that, that is the transformation of Jeff Winkers from being a shy, reserved, not 
go-getting kind of kid into I'm just going to try it. I am uncomfortable doing this. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do it, which it sounds ironic. You would think somebody who's dealing with anxiety, who who is always worrying, is always, is going to want to control everything and be a little more reserved. I, I took it and I went the other way and I became more uh, outgoing. I said, it is life is too short. It sounds simple, guys, but life is too short for me to sit here and worry about it and not try things. And so I started, I went out for rugby. I met a whole new group of people that I had uh, never known before. And this is coming from somebody who is rooming with their best friend from college, or from high school, who's hanging out with the friends he met and being introduced that way to jumping into rugby, uh, a club and and just immersing myself with that and finding new friends and kind of having my own niche and my own group of people that I found because I, I got out of that comfort zone and I drove to do something beyond just sitting in my dorm room waiting for my best friend's friends to come over and, and be a part of that. And, I'll, uh, you know, I would not change that either because those people have become my best friends to this day um, to a whole nother level. Uh, and so... That is kind of, for me, finding the ability to reframe my mindset and, and retrain how I look at things came from that experience. And it, I know that it is not that easy. And as a trainer, I really work hard with my clients, with my members, to work on finding ways to reshape and reframe the way you look at something. One of my be- my greatest um, things that I learned in high school that I didn't really understand until this experience was uh, it was from The Great Gatsby. They talk about how one of the characters looks through uh, looks at life through rose colored glasses, and that you know at the time in high school when you read that I don't you don't think about it. Um, I didn't I didn't translate that, but all of a sudden I go through this experience, and that is what pops into my head is the great Gatsby looking through things through rose tinted glasses and that clicked with me and I hopefully maybe that analogy that that metaphor clicks with somebody out there that you can control the way you look at life you can control the lens that you look at the frame in in a sense Uh, you change it by reframing it into positives into what can I learn from it how it's it's a process and I will get into that a little deeper Um, but first I just want to continue and finish this my experience uh, that's led me to this point to being able to come on here and talk and help hopefully many of you out that may be struggling with this aspect of your life and fitness and and uh, nutrition all of those things but four years later, after I've gone through this experience, I actually went through another down, a depth in my life, a valley, I guess you could call it, where it wasn't so much anxiety, it wasn't so much depression and, and thoughts. It was more about anxiety and panic attacks. And it came to the point where I couldn't have my own thoughts, my own desires, because I was so, that put me into such a depression that I didn't know what I wanted. It came to the point where my now wife, I knew I wanted to be with her and I knew I loved her, but my mind could not wrap around it. And I, I would question, do I love do I love her? I'd have like these multi-thoughts going on in my head. Do I love her? Do I not? Uh, do I want to be with her? But deep down, I knew in my heart that's what I wanted. 
And I was honest with her. It, it almost probably tore her up inside. But I give my wife, Kayla, all the credit because she was my rock through that. She could have gave up at that point. She could have said, no more. I'm not dealing with this. Somebody who's going to question their love for me. But she, she understood to a point that I was sick, that something wasn't right. And when I told her that, it wasn't because I wanted her to feel bad. It was more about me trying to protect her and let her know this is what I'm thinking, my thoughts. I don't want them. I know I want to be with you, but I, I need to let you know where I'm at and that you know that I still love you. But I, it's not fair for you to have to deal with it. And so I understand if you want to pursue something else. And to her credit, she didn't. She stuck with me through it. And thank God. She did because now I have the greatest gift that anybody could ever have in a an amazing, beautiful boy. Um, but that was what was going on in my head was was that and panic attacks. And she introduced me to the movie Silver Lining Playbook. So if you guys have not seen that, uh, it's got Bradley Cooper in it. It is great. And what I took from that was you got to find the silver lining in things. And it, it just grew me from a mental, a mindset perspective in a, in a way that had never been, you know, that it grew me even further from my first experience of going through this, this, this mental illness, I guess you could call it. And I have no problems calling it that because I, I would not change it. I tell every one of my members, uh, as I talk to them about this, if this is something they want to talk about, that if I had to go back in time and change whether or not I had to go through these two experiences, and who knows if I have to again someday down the road, I would not change it because without it, I wouldn't be training the people that I get to train. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have met my wife. Uh, this, those experiences changed me, but that is the, the message behind the silver linings playbook is find the silver lining, find the good in the bad, find where your strength is in your biggest moments of weakness. Because, that is where true strength comes in. Having depression, having panic attacks, having uh, doubt in yourself, having low self-esteem isn't weakness, all right, if you don't let it be weakness. If you find ways to be stronger than that, to get out of that, and to push through and persevere, that is true strength in and of itself. It is not about how much you can press. It is not about how much you can squat. It is about how you can push through and grind through the mental challenges that will come along in your life. Whether it be something as serious as I have uh, dealt with or even more serious or it's something as simple as having low self-esteem and not believing in yourself. When you transfer your your thoughts and, your, and you translate it into reframing your mindset is where you unlock possibilities that are beyond what you could think but it's got to be on your terms and you got to find that this is what worked for me but you got to really dig deep into your heart look at the things going on in your life first off and see the positives so what is mindset guys you know it, it is really it's what you want it to be it is your mindset you do have control over mindset but as ironic as it sounds, you can't try to control it. The more you try, the more uncontrollable it's going to be. And I learned that the hard way. The more I tried to control my anxiety and my scary thoughts, the more they just kept coming back. The closer they got, the more they bothered me because I kept trying to control them. 
as soon as I've, I learn to cope and to have a relationship with my thoughts and with my anxiety and not let them have so much power is when I finally kind of broke through and had more of a freedom. Now, do I still have moments? Yeah, I do. But I don't let them bother me because I, I actually try to get closer to them. I try to understand them. I try to understand where they're coming from. And as soon as I do that, they're gone. Anxiety, depression, OCD thoughts, they don't want you to get closer. And so the the best thing you can do is try to get closer. Whether it be physically, I, I do a weird thing where I, I try to hug it, I say. I try to give it a hug. As soon as I try to do that, boom. It, it, it at least eases the intensity of it, lowers the intensity of it. But this can go into your mindset is how you view your life, how you view the obstacles in front of you, how you view the great things that are in front of you, how you view and what your thought process is on how you're going to attack, engage, and and execute the things going on in your life. There's a difference in somebody who doesn't believe in, in themselves and somebody who maybe doesn't and and doesn't do anything and somebody who doesn't believe in themselves but tries to find ways to believe in themselves and tries to find things that within their life that that can show them that proves to them that they are capable that they deserve to believe in themselves mindset is a broad thing because in every aspect of life it is different in the gym mindset could be a matter of pushing through something challenging uh, hard where you can't catch your breath and pushing through and, and finishing to the best of your abilities and, and proving that you're, you can't do it. it or in in you know personal life and relationships mindset could be about how you view your partner are you basing it just on how they look are you basing it on the qualities beyond that that makes them the amazing individual that they are that you want to be with them or maybe there's things in it that you're just with them for the wrong reasons. That's where mindset can come into. With your finances, is it just because you have money you're going to spend it? All right? Or you know that in order to have the life you want down the road, you've got to live tough now. You got to put money away. You got to save money. You got to, you know, make ends meet. You got to, you know, only buy the necessities. It's it, it's different for every situation in life. And so my personal experience has helped me transform my mindset and my my ways that I cope with things. My wife, um, God bless her, she will admit I am the calm of our relationship. I am the ground to the relationship because I don't let things get to me. I try to take a step back before I react and, and just take a breath or try to think about it, talk about it, and, and not try to rush to saying things. Now, she's gotten better. And she is almost just as good at it as I am now um, to where she grounds me. But she's also that little spark plug that I need in my life. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And it makes our relationship work well. But there's a couple ways that you can start by looking at your mindset and how to reframe it if it needs to be reframed. And so I want to take I want you to take a second here, guys, um, and, and I want you to answer this question or ask yourself this question: How do you view yourself? All right, how do you view yourself? 
Do you view yourself in a positive light or a negative light? Start very general. Do you love yourself? And once you have that answer, and once you've thought about it, I want you to ask yourself, what do you like about yourself? What do you like about yourself? Whether it is physically, whether it is mentally, your mindset, your personality, your looks, your, your fingernails, your abilities, what is it that you like about yourself? This is sometimes really tough because we often are focused so much on what we do not like. And that's okay, but you also got to take the time to look at yourself and say, what do I like about myself? Because those are the things you can build off of. From my personal experience, if I asked myself that question ten, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, if I would have asked myself and thought truly, what do I like about myself? I would have said, I like my personality. I like that I'm a caring person and that I love helping others. If you would have asked what I do not like about myself, all right, for me, I would have said I'm not, I'm a worrier and I, I don't try new things and I'm scared and I, I go through life fearing failure. And I go through life worrying about how it's going to impact me and what the consequences or rewards are going to be. And I live a very cautious life. I would say that I, I did not like that I wasn't confident enough in myself to believe in the abilities that I had. I would have said I do like how athletic I am in my capabilities. I probably would have said I don't like the way I look. I wish I was taller. I wish I was. I had a six pack and uh, I was chiseled, and I was like a, a beach body guy. I would have said that, but then that's the point where you're getting into things that you can control, but they're not going to define the person that you are. And so you look at that, guys, and you you find the things you like. And then you find the things that you do not like about yourself. I want you to take five seconds, pause, or not five, let's take a minute, set a timer, pause this, and I want you to write down five things you like about yourself, five things you do not like. Take, take one minute, do it right now. Pause it and wait, wait a minute. So now as you look at your list that you have, you look at that list and you, you see the things that you like about yourself. Find two of those things that you can grab onto and you can build off of. Now take two of the things that you do not like about yourself. Something I would challenge you to do something that is more action-based and more responsible-based in terms of what you can be responsible for and take action on than something... Um, whether, you know, aesthetically, I would challenge you to stay away from, I w I do not like the way I look. I do not like the, you know, what clothes I wear, the size clothes I have to buy. I would stay away from that guys, because if you can focus on the things you can impact, like for example, myself being not outgoing, not aggressive at my goals, not aggressive, um, at meeting new people and, and being open to people. That is what I would try to attach yourself to those kind of things. 
And now ask yourself, what can you do about it? Looking at the things you like about yourself, you see you have tools to make it possible. Now go and, and take that and, and apply it to your life. And know that there's positive. You have things you like about yourself. Use those to grow those things you do not like, that the things you want to change about yourself. The way you look at things. The, maybe it's a fear of trying something new. Maybe it's a fear uh, that people are judging you. Even though they're... We just live in a judgmental society, guys. But the haters hate to are going to hate. And that's only because they want to be able to do what you do. They want you... You know, whether you may be overweight and you are self-conscious about walking in the gym. If there's somebody judging you about that, and they maybe they do look fine. And they, they have a good physique. That's all great and dandy. But... but they don't like that you are the confident person. You have the, the will to go out and do something that's uncomfortable because they want to be able to do that. Maybe it's not in the gym. Maybe it's something outside of their lives because the, the, the path to getting to the person that you want to be and the, the health that you want to be starts by getting out of your comfort zone and getting out there and just doing it. And you might have to jump over some hurdles and jump through some tough times. But you, you push through and you, you prove the haters wrong and boom, man, things get exciting. And your confidence and your self-esteem and the energy within inside of you is going to be extraordinary. You're going to love it. You're going to not have felt anything that great in such a long time, maybe ever. Because it's different. It's something about it, guys. You got to just do it. Next thing I want you to ask yourself, though, is how do you view your actions and your responsibilities, the things that you have in your life? So this is looking at, you know, the things you have to do. Do you like going to work? Do you, how do you view them? How do you view going to work? How do you view going to work out? How do you view food? How do you view making food? How do you view taking care of your children? How do you view taking care of your dog, your cat, your pet fish? How do you view about doing things around the house? If you dread them, why? Ask yourself why. I have to do this often, believe it or not. All right, I, I, I feel I'm very positive most of the time, but I'll be honest, I dread doing some things. I meal prep every week. I, I go grocery shopping every week. I dread it. And I, I get down to do it. I, sometimes I got I to gotta sit back and say, why do I dread this? It's important. It's going to help me be successful. Why do I dread it? Is it time? Is it difficulty? Typically, it's time. But when you break it down and you look at all the hours you have in the day, 30 minutes doesn't make much of a difference, guys. It's actually just going to make you stronger. It's going to make your life easier. So why do you dread them? Is it the difficulty? Is, is cleaning the house just challenging for yourself? Sorry, you guys uh, hear my dog. Hemi decided to be a co-host here, my my pug. But ask yourself why. Why do you dread it? And is there any positives in the thing that, that you do have to do? Taking care of your kids, a lot of positives. You want to be that parent later in, the, in your life that your kid absolutely adores and wants to mimic themselves after and, and parent-like? Or do you want to be the parent that your, your children resent because you didn't give them much time? You would rather watch TV than get on the floor and play with them. You'd rather 
um, go hang out with your friends and and party than than to spend time with them and read them a book and make and and put them to bed at night. But there's positives in that. As I look at my dad, my dad is a big big role model in my life. I want to be like him. I want a parent like him. I want my son to look at him or look at me the same way I look at him with respect, with love. If I can be half that, I'm going to be pretty damn damn proud of myself. All right. Now I want to exceed that. I want to go beyond that though. I'm not going to settle. But what are the positives and the things you can do working out? Can you live a longer life to be with your family? Can you live a healthier life to be with your family and not put burden on them later down the road? Can you live a life and, and work out and eat better so that way you can find the person that you want to one day marry? That you can be have a happy relationship and be in love with them and, and, and experience life in a whole new way? What are the positives? Don't look at the dread, though. Understand the dread. Ask yourself why you dread it. And then look at the positives. Find the silver lining to that. Find the silver lining. That is what reframing your mindset's about. But sometimes you got to take some time. You got to sit down and you got to ask yourself these questions. If you have a better understanding of how you view yourself, how you view your responsibilities and the actions that you have, you're going to be better equipped and you will find your purpose and your mindset that you want quicker than you ever have. I hope that helps because then, then you get to unlock the possibility of finding your why, your true why, the why to why you want things, the why of why you're doing things. It's a tough question. And I ask my members at my gym when they come in for one-on-one meetings. It's probably the one most important thing that we go through is our why. And if you have the right mindset and the right focus, you are going to find your why. And so what is why is finding your why so important? So there's a difference between goals and, and why and purpose. Goals are things that you can attain and achieve, and they are milestones, they are stepping stones that help you truly achieve that purpose that you want, that true purpose that you want, that you are striving for in your life. The reason you start something. You don't start something. For example, I'm going to use something simple that I, because it's something that I I work with every day, and that is exercise. Why do people start exercise? All right, or what are the goals people have to start exercise that they want to achieve through exercise? A lot of times, it's physically related. You either lose weight, gain weight, tone up, uh, achieve muscle, uh, be able to go and and run a marathon. Maybe it's to deal with stress. Maybe it's to just take 45 minutes out for themselves. A mom that just needs 45 minutes where she doesn't have to worry about her kids and she can just focus on her. Maybe it's a dad who's had a long day and he, he before he, need, he goes home, he just needs to have time to himself, to work on himself. Okay, 
Now, those are goals. Those are things you can achieve. Those are things that you can see happen. You can see progress towards. But now we ask the deeper question, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to tone up? Why do you want to wear a two-piece swimsuit? Why do you want to have size two jeans? Why do you want to run the marathon? What purpose does it serve you? It's a deep question that some of us don't understand, that we can't find the answer to. Why? Why, why, why? It might take you some time to identify it. And that's okay. Because it needs to take time. It needs to be true. It needs to be real. It needs to be valid. So if I ask you why, and and the next response is, I just want to feel better about myself. I want to have more confidence. Okay? Very good. All right? You're digging a little deeper. So how many listening right now, all right, If one, I bet 9 out of 10 of you would say that that's the reason you want some of the goals. You'll feel better about yourself if you can run a marathon. You'll be more confident if you can run a marathon. You'll be more confident if you lose weight. You'll be more confident if you have some tone in your, in your butt or in your upper back or in your arms or you lose a few inches on your belly. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel more confident about yourself. Okay, but that's not the true purpose. Why? So why now, this is where I become a toddler. I become a two-year-old, four-year-old, asking why, why, why? Why do you want self-confidence? Everybody wants it. Everybody wants to have better self-esteem and and love themselves and feel better about themselves. Why do you want that? My why. My why is going to be different than your why. And your why is going to be different than... uh, the person in the car next to you that listening to this is why. And that's what makes us as human beings amazing though. All right. It's not going to be straight, plain and forward. So if I ask you why your self-esteem, why do you need that? Why do you want that? Well, it could make you better, more successful in your job. You might be more apt to go do something. Okay. What is it you want to do? Why do you want to be more successful? I want to have purpose in my life. I want to be able to achieve things. I want to, then we start getting deeper. I want to be able to provide a great life for my family. And I want to be able to, uh, if I lose weight, I know I'll be able to do things. My, my son is playing basketball and I just don't have the energy. But if I lose weight and I get more fit and I get more endurance and activity in my life, I think I'll be able to do that. And I want to be present for him. And I want to be able to live and do things with him. I don't want his vision of, of mom or dad to be sitting on the couch while I ran outside. I want them to see that, and I want to be a role model for them. That's what my why is for my son, for my kids, is I want them to look at me and, and say, Dad did this. Dad always went out and did things with us. Dad took time. He was able to get down and play with us. He had the, the endurance to go run with us. Instead of dad always sat on the couch, I would go out and play. It just wasn't as fun. Your dad always did that? Oh, that's cool. I don't want that. My purpose is to being healthy so I can live long and see them do things. Why I work out. Now, if you ask me my purpose behind why I do this, why I train, why I'm doing this podcast, it's because if I can help one more person become healthier, I have a really big dream that there needs to be a complete 
paradigm shift in our society of understanding health and fitness and its importance and its role in our society. And if I can help three people, one person, three people, 17 people, 100 people, million people realize that they have control, that they have to take control, then I am that is my purpose. I want to help people do things on their own, not rely on doctors, not rely on people manufacturing food to tell you something. I want you guys to be able to go out there and do it on your own. And I want you to, I want that to be passed on from generation to generation. So that way one day our world doesn't have a, an epidemic and obesity and overweight and diabetes and heart disease. I want, that's my purpose. And that's, that's where you got to find your purpose. Why do you do work? Why do you do the work that you do? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to feel better about yourself? Why do you want the self-esteem? I promise you, you take 10 minutes to just sit down quiet and listen to your thoughts and ask that question to yourself where nobody can hear. If you find your why, you're going to find a motivation and a mindset that you have never had before that is going to help frame the direction that you want to go and frame your mindset so that way you There is nothing in your way that's going to stop you from achieving your goals. Nothing. But that's because you've got to find your why. Because your why and your mindset is going to be the fuel behind you achieving your goals. It is not going to be the goals that you have. It is not going to be looking great. The true why is what's going to keep you there. The true why and mindset and the way you view things is what's going to get you there and what's going to push you there. So take that in our first episode, guys. This is the first step, the most important step in my eyes of achieving your fitness goals, of your health goals, of your life goals, your purpose in life is to understand why and understand your mind and your mindset. It's been awesome, guys. I'm excited for this first episode to roll out. I hope you guys Uh, enjoy it if you have any feedback comments if you like it please like and uh, share this with your friends please subscribe to the nourish flourish pod uh, and grind podcast on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts uh, we're available and i look forward to bringing you guys so much more you guys can expect some awesome guests Uh, you can expect a variety of things as we talk about health and we talk about nutrition and fitness and exercise and and mindset and mental uh, health and psychological benefits and all of that. I, I really, it's going to be very broad, but it's coming from a person who can relate to you guys, who can understand the things that, you know, the struggles going on. And really, I want to help as many of you as I can. So please share this with your friends. Tell your friends to come listen. And if you have any questions or anything, please reach out to me on Facebook or on Instagram, and I look forward to many, many more, and this has been a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great day, and go have purpose in your life, guys. Go find that purpose, and go live strong and healthy, and go nourish, flourish, and grind through your life. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind with your host. I am Jeff Winkers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and coming back for week number two. Uh, I'm excited. The first episode was great. You guys got a lot of great feedback. Again, if you have not listened to 
the first episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind, please go on back and, and have a listen. Um, you, you don't have to stop now. You can go back and listen after. Um, but I really get down to earth and, and vulnerable with you guys. So you guys know where I'm coming from. Is last week we talked a lot about mindset and mental health and, and understanding why we do things in order to become healthier individuals. So uh, I appreciate everybody's feedback. So please go back, and if you haven't listened to it, I, I really uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. And like I said, I, I my goal in, in doing this is to help everybody that I can become healthier use, be healthier people out there. So today we are going to go into a little nutrition. So again, this is going to be a very broad podcast talking about mindset, mental uh, strength, as well as nutrition, as well as fitness. So it's going to be very broad. And today we are going into nutrition. Veggie Valentine's is, it is the week of Valentine's Day. Uh, I thought it was only fitting that we try to make vegetables our Valentine. Uh, this year. So why is that? You know, I know where you're going right now. You're thinking, oh gosh, another lecture on I need to eat my vegetables. I get it. I, I grew up as a kid that, you know, I wasn't very keen on vegetables as a kid. I wasn't perfect. I grew up on a farm where potatoes were served at every meal. Um, and that was just the way it was, you know, but my favorite veggie as a child was broccoli, even though I know that is weird, but I liked them because they were little trees in my eyes and I thought it was cool that I could eat the tops of little trees. I wouldn't eat the stems. I would only eat the the, the florets of it. But um, otherwise, I didn't have a lot, you know, a vast variety that I enjoyed. I, I didn't like green beans. I, to this day, still don't like green peas. I think they, I don't know why, I just don't care for them. Um, and so I'm not perfect in any sense, but I also grew and, and trained myself to learn to love vegetables and really appreciate the power that they have. And the reason why I find it very important is because we live in a society today that is lacking vegetable intake. And, and we've gone from having a society where we, you know, our, our, our relatives used to make and our ancestors used to make every single meal homemade with the, the food that they grew in the ground and the the livestock that they, they raised. And now to a place where we go out to eat and we have uh, a plethora of fast food restaurants and restaurants to go to that we don't need to go home and cook. And we live a busy lifestyle and it's only just inhibited that our, our ability to to learn and to be able to incorporate those things in, and take control of our, our, our nutrition and what we eat. And it, it this is to take back your nutrition and in being responsible for yourself so that way you do not have anybody else that can take that from you. And it, it's a problem because only 9.3% of adults get the recommended servings of vegetables per day, which is just two to three cups per day. Um, that is all that is required for the daily recommended intake. And this is according to the CDC.gov. So before you, you know, when you get home or if you're already at home, I want you guys to go to your drawer and I want you to grab a, a cup, a measuring cup. And look how, look at that size. It's not that big. It's not that much. And all we need is two to three of those a day. So there's got to be a way 
that we can incorporate those into our, our diet more. And my goal is to, through this, is I'm not going to go real deep into like tons of facts and, and all that, but I'm going to get more into how we can incorporate them into our diet and make them something that we, we don't despise or something that we dread or something that we look at and we're like, I have no idea what to do with them. And that is normal because again, we don't prepare our own stuff. You know, we're, 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 we're going into an age where we know we don't teach a lot of cooking in schools and, and, you know, it's nothing against parents, but we just, everybody, mom and dad work. So they aren't at home cooking all day, you know, most mo- moms and dads. So they're not able to teach their, their children. And so what we need to do is take back control. And like I said, that is not an indictment on any parent out there. It is, it is our society. It is, that is just what is expected now. Everybody works. Everybody's busy. That's how it goes. And I don't blame anybody for, <clears throat> you know, wanting to make life easier and quicker to hopefully enjoy the other things in your life by not spending so much time in the kitchen. I get it. And so, um, but my goal is to help you guys transform that mindset and, and, and take back control of your kitchen and, and make it a place where you can make memories and where you can hopefully give you the tools to live a longer and happy life. And so we're going to get into why you need veggies. All right. I, I said, like I said, I'm not going to go real de- deep into it. But I'm going to start with the everyone knows, in quotes, benefits. Everyone knows they provide vital nutrients. Um, just about every nutrient that you need, vitamin and mineral that you need, um, a vegetable has it. And a lot of veggies have all of them. They have no cholesterol. They're naturally low in fat and have very low calories. They help maintain healthy blood pressure, especially for any foods that are potassium rich. Um, and because they have fiber, they're going to help with um, reducing blood cholesterol level as well, risk of heart disease, and assist in proper bowel function um, and reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes. So, you know, those things go hand in hand, that dietary fiber intake, which, again, a most common thing that we know about vegetables. But uncommonly, we don't know and we kind of take for granted and I guess we we probably just don't even realize that they have other benefits such as changing your skin pigment all right we all want to have nice glowing skin um, and it changes your skin pigment because it, it increases blood flow to the skin causing a natural glow to your skin so by eating more vegetables you're gonna have a healthier brighter more healthy look um, more glowing skin um, than somebody that doesn't eat a lot of vegetables um, they're actually filling. They actually are filling for less calories, um, and which, you know, is going to equal better weight management. And, you know, again, we live, if you look back at, you know, what, you know, our society was, you know, 100 years ago, they ate lots of veggies um, and their own food. They weren't eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of, you know, processed grains. They were eating, um, you know, a lot of veggies. That was a big staple of meals. And you know, you know, lean meats that were grass-fed, that weren't corn-fed, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it goes back to that. You know, we can look at you know other things in our lives, but um, our gym membership rates have increased in in the United States, but yet our obesity and overweight rates are are increasing as well. So it really comes back to nutrition. Now, exercise is important. I'm a personal trainer. That is important. It's my way of life. Um, 
but I'm not going to sit there just because of my way of life and, and deny that nutrition is the most important thing. It's 80% of reaching your goals and being a healthy person is nutrition. 20% is being active and, and fit. So I'll be straight up with you on that. And then it actually boosts everyday energy with, again, the vital nutrients that are within them um, and a complex of, of vitamins, the B-complex vitamins, uh, are known to increase energy, actually decrease uh, depression and anxiety. So increasing your, your intake of things like that can help actually make you healthier mentally and have more energy to do things. So those are the, the benefits that we've, like I said, I they should hopefully inspire you and encourage you and really make you think like, why do I not eat vegetables? Kind of like I talked last week, knowing your why, like the purpose behind what you're doing something for, it kind of, it goes the other way too. Like, why are you not doing the things that you need to do? A lot of us know what we need to do. The problem isn't the knowledge. The problem is the action. It's doing. And it goes with vegetables in our food. We know what we should probably eat. We just don't do it because it's not always the easiest thing to do. And, and really, like I said, it kind of goes back to our experience and what we're taught and, and just what the norm is that we don't, there's not a lot of help out there in terms of preparing your own meals. It's getting better, but it's gone to the place where, you know, take this easy hamburger helper and, and just add a cup of water. That's all you need to do. That's where we've gone because it's easy, it's quick, and time is more valuable than anything in our society, which is, you know, it's it's understandable, but also unfortunate at the same time um, that we, we don't make time now so that way we can live longer and have more time in the end. So I want to help you guys be able to incorporate veggies into your diet. Since we don't get enough in our in our diet, only 1 in 10 adults get the the recommended an amount of veggies and only 2% of children get the recommended amount of veggies. All right. That is crazy. Two in a hundred, two in a hundred kids in America get the recommended amount of veggies. That is scary. And that is why it's our job as adults, as, as parents, as teachers, as professionals to help educate our youth. So they are doing the right thing. And so I want to help you incorporate them in. And I will get into later down the road. I, I'm excited. I want to get into um, how to entice kids and, and really make vegetables fun and important for kids in our school systems. And I know, like, my son goes to daycare now. Um, they do a really good job of starting to really, you know, emphasize the benefits of healthy foods, and, and I love it. Um, but we, got, we still have a long ways to go in terms of changing our, our mindsets on that as a, as a whole, as a country. So here are four ways, everyone, that you can incorporate vegetables into your diet without having to overthink, without having to um, come up with some fancy dancy recipe. Um, easy ways uh, that you can incorporate vegetables into your, into your diet, into your meals. Number one way, that if you follow me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers uh, or at Burn Bootcamp Lacrosse South, a lot of recipes that you might find when it comes to pasta meals are actually vegetable noodles, veggie noodles. And I use a lot of zucchini noodles, so zoodles. So when you hear me say zoodles or any oodles, it's probably going to be a veggie noodle. So you can use 
quite a few vegetables, but the top ones that I, you know, really are going to be, you know, more palatable and taste good are going to be zucchini noodles. You can prepare them easily. You just throw them in a pan, saute them for two to three minutes. I don't like them to get very mushy. I like to have a little crunch to them, but they still have that texture of, of stringiness that you can, you know, make spaghetti and meatballs and and without having all the processed carbs and and grains that come in with white pasta and even even some whole wheat pastas that are out there. Um, now I'm not perfect. I don't now I don't only have whole you know vegetable noodles in my diet. Now my wife and I will have time from time to time some you know regular pasta, but we I would say eight to nine times out of ten we have vegetable noodles when we're doing any pasta meal. So. It's something that you can incorporate, whether it's zucchini noodles, beet noodles, sweet potato noodles, spaghetti squash is an easy way to do it. Um, you can always grab uh, even onion noodles that I've seen, uh, turnip noodles I've seen. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it as well, um, and a lot of different things you can add into it. And, and each one's going to probably be a little different in terms of how you prepare it, in terms of how long you, you saute it. But... Overall, you can still add that in without, you know, having all the processed carbs. And even, you know, you can even mix half and half. If you're somebody that is not quite ready to go full bore into it, you know, go half veggie noodles, half regular noodles. Doing at least half and getting some veggies in is better than doing absolutely none. So it's an easy way to get them in. And if you want to know the cool names of these awesome veggie noodles, my wife did an awesome post on this. Uh, Zoodles is for zucchini noodles. Boodles is for beet noodles. Spoodles is for sweet potato noodles. Oodles, onion noodles. And uh, toodles is for turnip noodles. So have fun with that. Tell your kids that when you're eating them. Um, make some like some sweet potato noodles and, and say, hey, we're having spoodles. They're going to love it. Make it fun. Don't say, oh, we're having spoodles. You got to make it fun. Um, that is the number one way that I would, you know, say you can incorporate them in because we live, you know, it's our processed grains are so popular in our in our world right now another way you can incorporate them in is by mincing your your veggies so the top like minced vegetables are like minced broccoli cauliflower rice is a great thing that you can do uh, that is easy to do uh, and they even make them now at the store where they're already minced they're already called cauliflower rice uh, minced carrots and then minced garlic and ginger the the herbs and spices those things are often under undercut and they're often not thought of um, we always have uh, a clove of garlic or garlic cloves in our fridge uh, we don't use a lot of ginger but it is something that you know I definitely would love to start incorporating more like I said I've, I've got things to work on always I'm never going to be stopped, done working on things but you can add minced broccoli into like things like scrambled eggs um, and without even really noticing them um, and then garlic and ginger by mincing them and throwing them in a pan before you add whatever it is that you're going to add you know throw a little like a half a tablespoon of olive oil or coconut oil in and saute it and let that flavor get fragrant and then throw in whatever else you're putting in it's going to add that that flavor into your food and then mincing carrots and stuff can you can add to those salads and and really again you can throw it in anything without really noticing Number four, I would say, you know, we we have a lot of smoothies nowadays. Uh, we have a lot of people that go to smoothies to meal shakes. Add why not add some veggies? Why not? Because you can't taste them as long as 
like you said, the right ones you're not going to taste uh, in your smoothies, believe it or not. And um, so I do a smoothie probably three, two to three times a week. Um, I put, you know, eight ounces of egg whites because I want to get my protein in. Sometimes I'll just do almond milk uh, and I'll add my shake mix um, that has a lot of good nutrients in it. But then I'll also add, you know, spinach. I'll add some kale. I'll add purple cabbage is one of my favorite but most underappreciated ones that I can't wait to get into a little bit more when uh, I go through Jeff's top five vegetables to uh, incorporate into your diet. I'll get into that. And then carrots because carrots are sweet um, and they're going to only just make things probably taste a little sweeter if anything. So those things are easy to add in to your to your smoothie without they don't they don't make it taste any different. Spinach and kale and purple cabbage don't really add if any you won't notice them. All right. The color might change but you're not going to notice any difference in flavor. It's just going to be there. And, and if you can sneak them in like that why not. It's it's easy. It, you're making the smoothie anyways. Why not just add it? It's easy, um, and that that is super powerful. That you're gonna get your day started, or you're gonna get your lunch started, or whatever meal you're using it on. You're gonna have a good foundation of vegetable, and you can add a cup in, and boom, there's one cup right there. Easy, and you're just gonna drink it. So why not, right? And number four, bake them in. Bake them into your goods, whether it's a casserole or whatever else you're making. Uh, you can bake basically any vegetable into a food. Um, onions, green peppers, or any bell pepper uh, can add a lot of flavor to casseroles or any dish that you have um, without having to have like a high salty and processed seasoning packet. You know, no, you know, look up recipes that you know you season naturally with like awesome vegetables that are going to be jam packed with tons of nutrients and that are going to taste good um so those things are always a go-to uh onions and green and peppers are always something that we add lots uh, lots of times to our foods um just because we like the flavor um but also that it's just easy you know uh and then broccoli cabbage cauliflower uh can go unnoticed in many things carrots can go unnoticed in many things uh, in, in baked casseroles or in anything like that uh, without you even noti- noticing. And it, and it goes back to mincing, you know, when you mince broccoli. And you don't even have to get it that fine. But if you have, you know, a ton of other ingredients in there, and maybe it's not a healthy dish. Maybe it is just or what you would consider a healthy dish. Maybe it is a processed dish that you have to make. Why not? Just add the veggies. It's not going it, to degrade, you know, the integrity of the dish. It's going to keep it the same. You're just adding that in. Um, and that's where cauliflower rice comes in instead of using regular rice, throwing that in and making a stir fry with vet, with cauliflower rice, throwing in some, you know, some awesome, you know, other veggies in there. Again, something easy that you can do without having to add or, or overthink what to do with your vegetables. So those are the best ways or the four top ways to incorporate them into your diet now maybe you're you want to take it up a notch and you want to incorporate them or you want to create recipes with them or you you have them and you know you want to eat them and you 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 just need to know how to or what flavors go best with it and that's the the next way that you can make veggies more enticing to you and more palatable to you and your family is by herbs and spices 
So matching the right herbs and spices with veggies. And so here's some just common veggies that you might be eating or maybe that you don't eat, but you want to eat or maybe that you know you should eat that you can make um, with these 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 seasonings. So asparagus is a, is a stronger flavor, something I use a lot. We eat, um, typically asparagus pairs really well with our salmon, but we typically will add like a basil and oregano mixture uh, to it with maybe some uh, rosemary or thyme. Or what we also will do is um, you can do curry, dill, or uh, mustard as well. Those all go really, really well with asparagus. Give it that pop, make them a little more palatable. Make them so with the right meal, um, and really anything it that goes really well. They they pair excellent with asparagus. So again, my my go-to is always with anything is usually um, basil and oregano with some rosemary. But again, nutmeg, mustard, and, and curry, and and dill are all great options as well to mix mess around with. And if you guys go on to any site, I use um, Yumly, Y U M M L Y. It's an app. It's a free app. You can download it. Um, put your dietary preferences in. And if you search certain things, like you could say, I need, I want asparagus. It just put asparagus in it. It'll give you a ton of recipes using asparagus, maybe just by itself, and the flavor and the herbs and spices you can use to to spice it up and make it taste uh, more appealing and just and something the whole family will love. Beets, um, beets are something that I don't know a lot of people that eat them, but they're really really powerful, and they are they're sweet and they're earthy but they go really really well with spicy fragrant warm herbs so things like uh, chives cloves coriander and cumin are all really really good things to pair with beets so those that combination is is probably the one of the best ways best things you can pair with with beets to really add that pop to it um, if you want a little lighter one basil ginger uh, those things <clears throat> work really well with with beets. Broccoli, my one of my favorite vegetables, uh, is something that you can literally just play around with, and you can add just about any spice and seasoning combination with it. Now, uh, I will be posting on my Instagram page again at Jeff Winkers on Instagram the top urban spice combinations to make you know certain flavor profiles so um, if you don't follow me on Instagram go follow me uh, and I'll be posting that uh, later as after this podcast so that way you guys can check it out and and know what what herbs and spices go well together but with with broccoli you know you can't go wrong with really anything I would say it probably pairs best with um, with oregano and basil but then you can always add things like dill and curry and chives to it as well. Uh, so, but you can't really go wrong with broccoli or broccolini or anything like that. Brussels sprouts, um, I love them. They're just like little tiny cabbages, guys. It's kind of like the broccoli thing, like they're little trees. So I've I've grown to actually like Brussels sprouts. I used to hate them. So just because you didn't like them as a kid, this is a good point. Doesn't mean that you're not going to like them now. So don't give up on them. Like if you haven't had them in a long time or had any of these veggies or vegetables in a long time, don't give up on them. Still give them a shot um, and try it. You never know. Maybe you, maybe a new seasoning will, will make them something that you absolutely love and your family loves. But they Brussels sprouts pair really well with garlic and margarine, mustard. Um, and I actually have done it with like a curry or a cumin. 
uh, I found that it works really well with those as well. I used to, um, when I lived in an, my old house, I, I bought a lot of Brussels sprouts. I went through like a Brussels sprout gorge and, uh, yeah, I used to do sauteed Brussels sprouts, cut them in half with, uh, I get it sauteing with some curry or some cumin and then throw the Brussels sprouts in, add a little bit more with some salt, sea salt and a little bit of, uh, crushed cracked red, uh, pepper. And, oh my gosh, it was so good. So that was something I really liked is uh, a curry or cumin flavor with Brussels sprouts. But again, it's different for, for everybody and what you're going to like. Um, so cabbage is, is mild and, and it really, cabbage will take the, the, the flavor of herbs and spices. It'll take that more than anything. Um, so you can't really go wrong, but I would say the best ones are going to be like curry, dill, fennel, garlic, and ginger, uh, are going to be your best pairings with, uh, with, with cabbage. Next, I would say carrots. So carrots are uh, a, an interesting one, and this actually you can put sweet potatoes in this same category because they're a little they're naturally sweet, um, and they pair well with mild and strong flavors. So cinnamon, nutmeg, those things go really well with carrots and sweet potatoes. Um, and one of my favorite dishes that I make for, actually for breakfast is a sweet potato base, and I use sweet diced sweet potatoes, uh, diced chicken breast, and sliced Granny Smith apples. I saute it all together and I throw on cinnamon and it is a great breakfast option, especially for somebody who doesn't like eggs. Uh, it's a great breakfast option and that's just using cinnamon. Um, so cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, those kind of things work really, really well with carrots and sweet potatoes, but so does cumin, curry, um, garlic, and ginger. So those are all great options for both carrots and sweet potatoes in there. And then cauliflower, um, I got cauliflower and then I just wanna talk one more uh, and green beans. So hopefully this is helping you guys just kind of, you know, jot some notes, go back and listen to it. You can even search online what pairs best with such and such vegetable, um, and find it. Um, but cauliflower, very mild taste. And it, it really, again, like broccoli, you can't really go wrong with cauliflower because like I said, you, as a cauliflower rice, you can make it, um, you can kind of have it take the flavor and the, the zest of the dish that you're, you're in tending it to take so don't don't overthink it again this is going to be more about adding the right combinations of herbs and spices like oregano and basil go really well together um, you know garlic can be added to basically anything as well and so just kind of messing around with that will help you guys kind of find the right zest to your 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 dishes and then last one guys is green beans so green beans they don't need a lot of help because they are a little bit sweet but um and i'm talking about green beans fresh i'm not talking about the green beans from a can but they go really well with like basil oregano again again that italian flavor but as well as dill and garlic and, and pepper mustard those things all go really really well with green beans so great options to add into it something that i think we don't often think about is utilizing the power of herbs and spices to make your dishes flavorful. We don't need a ton of sugar. We don't need a bunch of trans fat. We don't need the salt uh, in our dishes. We can add these awesome herbs and spices into our nutrition to make them taste amazing and, and just as good, if not better. And over time, you're gonna learn your palate, your taste buds will change to enjoy these things. So don't give up either if you tried it once and it didn't work. 
I'm, I'm telling you, don't give up. Keep, you know, try it a couple more times before you give up because your taste buds will transform as you start incorporating new things into your food. So I hope those things help in, in giving you a little insight into um, how, you know, we've gone through what you can do, how to incorporate, but also what you can do to your veggies in terms of flavor profiles to, to make them taste much more appealing and, and for everybody involved. I want to leave you guys with the top five vegetables that I want you to try to incorporate into your nutrition, into your diet. Um, and if you got to get those two to three servings in a day, these are the top five that I would highly recommend you try to put into your nutrition. Number one, a drum roll is spinach. All right. Spinach is number one for a couple of reasons. One is one cup. It contains 56% uh, of your vitamin A needs. Um, plus uh, the entire daily vitamin K requirement uh, just for seven calories and and you can add you can add spinach to anything a smoothie to scrambled eggs into a baked dish into a sauteed dish that, like you can add them you can add spinach to just about anything and not have any problems um, with it you know, it, it, and it just adds that dark leafy green. So dark leafy greens are just, they're high in beta carotene, which is probably one of the most highly recognized beta or antioxidants out there, which is associated with decreased risk of cancer. So, you know, we want to live longer and, and cancer is one of those higher, you know, mortality rates or what causes the most mortality, one of the most uh, deaths in America. And so getting things that are antioxidant rich are going to help hopefully fight um, your development of that. Number two goes to my favorite veggie though, um, broccoli. And I love broccoli. Um, spinach takes the, takes the cake because it is, uh, again, so diverse in the way that you can use it. Broccoli number two, um, is going to be a little more limited just because, you know, it is different for everybody and their taste preferences, but it is, Part of the cruciferous family of vegetables, which is like probably my favorite, and and I, in my opinion, one of the most powerful families of vegetables, and it is just because it has so much uh, nutrients in it. it. It has all of your vitamin K. It has 135% of your vitamin C requirement, which is you know we talk about eating lots of fruits and veggie or fruits for your your vitamin C, but just one cup provides all of your vitamin C that you need. And I think it's something that we that often goes unnoticed about broccoli, um, and it's got a very good amount of folate, manganese, and potassium. So just helping with a lot of different things, you know, from blood pressure to blood cholesterol to you know, plus having high fiber. So broccoli number two, number three, go to red cabbage or purple cabbage. So um, I love red cabbage. It's it's the reason it's number three is actually because it is the the cheapest vegetable that you can add per nutrient so per you know unit of nutrient it is it is the cheapest you get the most uh out of your dollar for red cabbage and it's that purple color that red color is what it's a really strong antioxidant that has been it found to increase or decrease um 
blood cholesterol levels and protect against damage to your heart and liver so just really really powerful and it's so easy to sneak into things because it's not a strong strong flavor it's just something that you can throw into a smoothie a mince up throw into a dish without even noticing it heck even eggs and it can add that crunch to it so number three goes to red cabbage or or purple cabbage as i call it number four we go into carrots carrots are uh, packed with a ton of vitamin a and they're enticing for just about anybody um, even kids typically that's like one of the veggies that most kids won't turn down they will at least eat carrots um, and they are high in beta beta carotene just like spinach and that's why again it can help with cancer uh, prevention and just eating you know carrots can reduce risk of lung cancer and smokers um, compared to those that don't eat them and they're just super high in vitamin C vitamin K and potassium so number four goes to carrots and last but not least we have kale kale is number five for me um, so it is just health promoting qualities is so high um, one cup it, I talked about the B complex vitamins um, kale contains a lot of B vitamins potassium calcium um, and copper so lots of that and it fulfills your daily requirement of vitamin A C and K so again just a lot in that with uh, with vitamin or with kale so again it just increase it decreases blood pressure um, and maybe even be beneficial in reducing blood cholesterol levels and in regulating blood sugar actually so a very powerful uh, vegetable there in kale so you know top five there guys of vegetables to try to incorporate into your diet um, again number one goes to spinach two goes to broccoli three to red cabbage four goes to Brussels sprouts and five goes to kale so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this guys I hope that those these tips help you um, so go don't be afraid of your kitchen embrace your kitchen uh, go on and and make it yours all right take take ownership back of your nutrition of what you eat don't rely on everything else in the world you take control you take responsibility that is what's going to make you healthier the first word in this podcast name is nourish and it is the most important part of us becoming healthier and veggies are one of the most underappreciated aspects of diet and nutrition that we need to start incorporating back that you need to start incorporating back into your nutrition and i promise you it's only going to help you live longer because we want to reduce again and we want to reduce oxidative stress in our body and increase our antioxidants so we don't develop those chronic diseases and we can live longer happier healthier lives with those people that we want to and that we love and cherish and we want to mentor or be around for the rest of our lives so uh I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, if you guys have any feedback, I want to know it. Uh, rate and review uh, this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and if it's good, bad, negative, positive, I want it all because overall this is a podcast to serve you. It is not for me. Uh, I want to help you guys, every single person that I can that listens, become better, happier, and healthier, healthier through nourish, flourishing, and grinding every single day. So thank you guys. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and uh, go out and make vegetables your Valentine's for 2019. Bye, guys. See you soon.